The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Paper Route. I am your host, Brandon Marshall. I'm sitting here with Andrew Wu Hu in BC in the booth. You. My lips are a little crusty, fellas, because I flew in. I flew in from South Florida, Miami, Florida, to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, last night. I got in right around 1130. Got That's to dope. my hotel around 1245. Uh, wasn't too far from the strip. Airport wasn't too far from the strip. So got up this morning, 6, what, 6, 6.30. We had our production meeting, and I'm ready to roll. The energy out here, fellas, right now is slow. It's, 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 very, it's very chill. It's very chill. It's a little rainy right now. I'm looking outside. It's a little rainy right now, okay? Mm, but there's a crescendo in the atmosphere. There's a crescendo in the atmosphere. Do you know why there's a crescendo in the atmosphere? Don't worry about it. I will tell you. There's a crescendo in the atmosphere because Super Bowl Sunday is this Sunday, and it's in Las Vegas, okay? Absolutely. So they're saying that there's going to be a record, a record, up 35%, 68 million Americans betting on this game. Guys, there's a crescendo. Do you know what crescendo is? Have you heard the term? It's a buildup. It's a buildup. <laughs> BC, that boy took honor classes. Hey. How you know that word, BC? Come on, man. He in music though. I'm music. It's a musical term. Crescendo. <laughs> hey, I can't lie, man. I was watching some of the uh, NFL. I guess like the media week and how they had the players yep. out and and they were like talking on the mics. Some of it looked a little uncomfortable. I could tell right now. Patrick Mahomes looks locked in. But, you know, it was kind of awkward. Like, you're six days out from the game, and they're asking you if you ramped up, and, you know, just basic things to, I guess, keep the crowd going. Seemed like a lot of 49ers is out there, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's right there. So, you know, a lot of people from the Bay is in town representing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 listen, guys, not yet, though. You know, I flew in late last night. 
it just seemed like a seemed like a very slow Vegas night. You know, early in the week, most people start traveling late Wednesday. By Thursday, it's a scene. Right. It's a scene, guys. Crescendo. Andrew, you learned a new word today. Crescendo. Yes, okay, make sure you write it down and you hold it. Okay, that's a great word. I used to use it every day in practice for about eight years. Come out there and it'll be a Wednesday. Installing first down, second down, a little bit of uh, a short yardage. And I'd be like, crescendo, crescendo, crescendo. About Friday hit. We're about we're approaching red zone. Oh my goodness! I'm screaming crescendo. <laughs> hey, Coach Shanahan, Jay Cutler, all the boys out there said crescendo, <laughs> and they knew it was a problem for me in practice. If I wasn't saying crescendo, if I wasn't saying crescendo, everybody's like, "What's wrong with Brandon?" Hey, Jay mm. Cutler, go get your boy. What's wrong with Brandon? I'm like, damn, why I gotta be the rabbit every day? Can a rabbit have a day off? Jay Cutler, he's always be like, "No, bro, you the guy." You got to go the way you go. I'm like, damn, that's a huge responsibility. You mean every day? If I'm down, then the whole practice is going to be down. So, hell yeah. They put a lot on Andrew, you, man. I'm leaning on you today. Crescendo. Okay. What do you have for us? I heard today it's going to be an amazing show, right? A little bit of NBA, little bit of NBA, little bit of NBA. And I see what y'all are doing. I see what y'all are doing, BC. Y'all are ramping up NBA <laughs> because there's only a couple more days of football. <laughs> And I see y'all just slowly over the last couple of weeks ramp up this conversation around NBA. I mean, only make it's, it, it's, 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 it's about to be March. It only it's about sense. to be March. No. It's about to be March. The season starting. It ain't but one more game in the NFL right now. One more. The big one. The big one. The big one. The big one. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> but as usual, guys. It's about guys. to go down. It's about to go down. 68 million Americans are projected to put in a bet. That's crazy. How many are watching? It's going to be billions of dollars circulating in the underground world. Now they're trying to bring this underground world above ground. FanDuel's of the world, the DraftKings of the world, the underdogs of the world. Up 35%. This is crazy. You know you could bet this in Florida crazy. now too, right? Yes, because of the casino right around the corner. Yes. Yeah, they got the Hard Rock app. You know, you can bet on the Hard Rock app. Not that I know anything about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you must be getting paid. Are you get? Are you guys getting paid by the Hard Rock? I'm getting sponsored by. I'm Hard getting Rock. whooped. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'm getting whooped." Hey, it's so funny that betting culture, bro. Like, guys, like I'm man to go. We're sitting in the living room watching games, bro, and you're sweating out your bets it's like the best thing Word. ever, bro. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy, yo. I just got into it a little bit, and it's just like, oh my god! You sit there, you watching the games, you you look at it so differently. And it's like, damn! And then you got a player on the opposite team, so you want your team to win, but you want that player to score points. It's like, yo, ah, you want this team <laughs> cover the spread, cover the spread. Oh, I just need two points. Oh no, it's, yo, it's, <laughs> yo. Man. I used to be like, man, I don't get it. This is whack. You know what I mean? And as as a player, you know you. You train not to even think about, not even train, but we talk about it. You know, that, that's off the limits, right? Mm -hmm. So post square, boom, everything's taken off and betting. And I still didn't get it, right? I remember Showtime inside the NFL was on that show for about 10 years. And they start changing our picks to like betting, like the picking against the spread. I'm like, I don't even know what spread means. I don't know any of this shit, but we still had to do it. And it wasn't until about a year ago, bro, where I placed a couple of bets. I'm like, oh, I get it now. It is, it makes the game better. For sure makes the game, not better, it makes it more interesting. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's very intriguing. 
Um, and I enjoyed it. The only scary thing, bro, is like there's literally people out there losing everything over this. Right. So if you out there and, and, and you got a problem, please get help. This is a serious thing. Did y'all uh, see the video that y'all just talked about the hard rock in the casino around the corner? Uh, apparently, like a guy uh, bet like 50,000, lost 50,000. was his last 50,000. goes into the steakhouse and he just starts going crazy. It's like 1135 tonight. It's over for me. I'm ending everything. I just lost everything. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all see no, that? No, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. But see, that's that's so, what it could do. You know, you, you think, oh, you know, place that last bet and I'm going to come up double and now you're in the steak restaurant nah, screaming. These dudes out here betting their life and betting your, your, you know, your savings and your, your family's whole life. Like, yeah, no, that's crazy. Do that's you guys crazy. think there's a science to it? To gambling? <laughs> well, just, I guess getting... On the more positive side of the result, is there like I think, a science? I think, to, I think, think? there's a, I think there's a science to, I mean, like if you're really good, I think you're you're winning like what 60 percent of your bets. I could be a, a wrong here. I think there is a, a great documentary on Showtime called Bet. I believe mm-hmm. it's called Bet. It's pretty interesting, and like the dudes who are getting paid millions of dollars to consult for people, or basically, you you basically pay this dude. Uh, to get his picks mm-hmm. and he's looking at like 60 percent mm. right so there i guess there's a little science to it you know so you're just playing the margin games you got to go out there it's like the market you know the, the problem is for some of these guys like that like these professional betters bc they're not going out there saying oh i feel good today i'm a bet a hundred thousand it's like no they got a steady flow it's like all right i got five thousand you right. know, every single week to play with. I'm right. playing the odds, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So the guy, it is a sophistication there, but at the end of the day, it's gambling, bro. Like you can't. Who knows what happens opening kickoff? Who knows what happens at, at the end of the first quarter? Right? Guy could trip. Guy could fumble. We've seen some crazy things happen in sports. So that's why it's called gambling. Yo, some of these prop bets is crazy, and these guys, you know, the people that win with these, like, oh. He's gonna score the first point of the game, or some shit like that. It's like, oh my goodness. Would you guys consider? Because I mean, you have wins and losses, but would you guys consider um, investing in stocks as gambling? It's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's for like sure. I mean, look it, at, right? I'm down fifty percent right now. Half of my portfolio is pretty much damn near gone from the last year, and there's a lot of people, the majority, right? Yeah. So you can call that gambling. I mean, I think if your day trading is more gambling, there's investing yeah. and then there's gam- the trading. The trading is more gambling. You're like gambling that every day. Sometimes, you know, if you're in it for the long run, the investment is not really that much of a gamble, but, you know, you're going to lose and win in that situation. But, yeah, for sure. For the day traders and stuff like that, if you that's heavy gambling. That's tough, yeah. Because you make, usually you playing with options, big money, but... But guys, let's get into this show today, and uh, we're going to start with the ultimate Super Bowl content creator, Media Night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was faced with questions from hundreds of reporters and was asked if he can see himself ending his career with at least seven rings. Take a listen. I mean, I'm not even close to halfway, so uh, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be, Um, and uh, I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, and so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. So question is, 
B, how much do you think Mahomes thinks about catching Brady? Uh, all the time. Come on now. Uh, listen, what did he say? He said, after it's all said and done, basically, we can you can ask him that question. We can have that conversation, yeah, right? Years. So he already, he's already putting himself in that category. That category is the category of GOAT, greatest of all time, one of the best to ever do it, okay? If you're one of the greatest, or if you're one of the greatest, or if you think you're one of the greatest, if you want to be one of the greatest, which it's clear Patrick Mahomes does, and he is, this is what you think about. This is what drives you. Jordan's still competitive. Yeah. Jordan's still competing. Come on now. Like, of course he thinks about it all the time. This is the 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 kind of the insanity needed to become great. You're obsessed. There now, every once in a while, there comes a guy that's just competing against himself every once in a while. Right? Every once in a while. But man, you talk about the Tom Brady's of the world, the LeBron James of the world, the Kobe Bryant's of the world. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes of the world. You go to some of the great receivers, Jerry Rice's, the uh, Terrell Owens of the world, mm -hmm. the Larry Fitzgerald's of the world. You mean to tell me they're not thinking about the other guy? That's the thing that you do every single week. All you're doing is looking at you. Look at like, okay, where they at? Where they at? When you active, that's what you do. You get up. Let me go to ESPN.com and let me see where I where I rank amongst all the other guys. Where's Steve Smith at? Where's Ocho at? Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. How many catches that got compared to these guys? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> right? Come yeah. on, that's why. That's why one of the greatest things that we do in sports is what? It's when we when we sit down and we interview an athlete. What we always ask them: Think about it. What's your top five? Who's the greatest of all time? Oh yeah, for sure. Is this yeah, everybody's <laughs> top five? Here. So. So, yeah, he thinks about it all the time. I don't think he's consumed with it, meaning, like, it, it's not no. to his detriment. I think it's actually fuel, right? It's like, yeah, I want to catch him. Yeah, because if you Absolutely. think about it, he really don't talk about Brady like that. <clears throat> but, you know, history has a way of kind of, like, you know, embedding that memory in your head. So, like, we all know that Brady actually beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, like, the question still – is considered does he need seven rings to be considered the GOAT? And I think the question stands because he has no chance of beating Brady again. So does he have to equal to him in order to even I know I know for you it's like four or five, but I love the way this question is phrased because once that head top is gone, you can't get that back. Unless you get hey, his head top. You get what I'm saying? Hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta come back for that. Hey, he was doing good until he said head top. He lost with head top. Man, y'all know what I mean. Top. Come on. <laughs> they say it in the NBA all the time. <laughs> Hold pause, on, pause, 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 pause. You meant you left hey. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. What the hell is head top? For real, like, I know what head top is with the paws, but, like, you was like, when the head top is going, what is the head top? Yeah, what the? No, I mean, <laughs> basically, when he beat him, it's like when the, in the NBA, when you dunk on someone, you do this, meaning, like, I I bammed it on you. Oh, my goodness. You totally Damn, lost Damn, I thought me. BC. Yeah, yeah I didn't nah, say what I was going to say. We're just going to go down a bad path. If I say that. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew did, I mean, BC, did he lose you? Yeah, too? yeah, I get, he lost me on that one a little bit. What does this mean, BC? 
He I mean, said, pull up, pull up. All right, BC lying today. So y'all can't watch at home, but Andrew and B8, and well, Andrew is patting his head. So, like, I don't know about y'all listening to Faction Talk uh, paper out right now, SiriusXM. But, Andrew, you are doing so great communicating. Oh, man, I apologize, you know, teeing man. Us up. And I normally and don't get said, the well, pause. That's the when thing. The head top, no, it ain't even about the pause, but it was just like, when the head top is gone, like, shit. Where is he going with this? Yeah. What does that mean when the head top is gone? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. No, bro, we don't. <laughs> All right, basically. Gone, basically, when the opportunity is going to beat uh, Tom Brady. He, yeah, he can't saying? beat him anymore. Tom ain't coming okay. back. Okay. Yeah. So, Calm down, guys. BC, this is, BC, this is how I look at it, bro. Um, I, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes needs to tie or pass Tom Brady to be the GOAT or the best of, you know, the GOAT or the best football player ever. Um, if he wants to, you know, uh, make it a non-debate, uh, 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 non, non then I think he does, right? I think, I think we, we already know it's like the thing that separates Patrick Mahomes is how he's doing it, meaning like, Literally, his arm talent, his flair, the swagger, right? Tom had crazy swagger as well. One of the best, one of the most swaggiest athletes ever. Like, all the changes of hair, his, his wardrobe, all of that. Super swaggy. Giselle on his arm when they was together, just crazy swag. But the thing that makes Tom just Tom is, like, mindset, his tenacity, his consistency, right? So it's like, which one do you want more, right? Like, you got a guy, it's like having a guy like, you know, you know, Ray Allen, and then you got a Steph Curry. Like, Ray Allen, come on. Jesus right. Shuttleworth. Right. Bang, 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 bang. And then Steph Curry is the guy, he's shooting it from half court. He's shooting it off the left leg, right leg, off the dribble, off the pick, like all of that. So it's just uh, evolution. And so, BC, I don't think he needs to uh, pass Tom to be the GOAT, but he's going to have to get close. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's gonna have to get, get close. close, and he has to do it with a lot of swagger, man. Yeah, he's got to get close and do it dominantly, and like, yeah, for sure. Because and the, the fact that he has the one on one, he has the head to head matchup that he lost to Brady. Brady's always gonna have that on him, so that's gonna always be a little like, oh, who's the greatest? Well, they went, they went head to head, so. Brady they came. Went what? They went head to head. Paused. <laughs> Brady and Brady. Brady came out on top. Another pause. So yeah. Like, <laughs> Brandon Marshall here. Andrew Wong. Yo. No, but but B, you brought up a good like like when you were explaining him versus Brady, right? The number one thing that comes to my mind is LeBron versus Michael. He don't have as many rings. His accolades are continuing to rise, but you still have the BCs out there in the world that believe the 90s run is the ultimate run. So, like, it if is. LeBron can't get past oh, Michael. Gonna, okay, sorry. It, 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 meaning, like, he can't. Obviously, at this point, we don't think LeBron's going to get six rings. Right, like he can't hit. He can't hit top. Michael, yeah, he can't right? hit top. He can't hit top George. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like basically, why are we able to consider Mahomes like, like 
why were you able to consider that he can do it if he doesn't reach seven rings, but LeBron can't? Like that's my question. I think I think I think that's a I mean that's a really good question. Um it's just like, man, MJ, bro, like MJ was like the first. He was the first to do like, it that way. Yeah. It was you could dominant. say Joe Montana was the first. It was dominant. No, 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 no. He was not. No, we're talking about like global. I mean, you had like the individual sports, track athletes, boxers, Aikman. the Muhammad Ali's of the world. We're talking about NBA, NFL, right? Like Michael Jordan, bro. Like it was. He was just different. You know, every, I want to be. I want to be like Mike. So like, we all every athlete after MJ was inspired by MJ or, you know, tried to learn from MJ in, in any sport. Everybody wanted to be MJ. Right. So I think that's the biggest difference. It's like, and, and that's what makes that conversation in basketball so difficult because the way MJ did it, BC, was wild. Now, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, the reason why it's a discussion is because look at his start. Tom Brady's Hall of Fame career and big talk discussion goat and best of all time catching Joe Montana, passing Joe Montana was post 30 when he hit 30. This kid is he even 30 yet. Can we look that up? This kid ain't even 30. So I you got to think, think the first six, and, and obviously this, we've seen this for the last three weeks. People talking about it. he's 28, six years. Six AFC championships. Already doing it. Like, is this his fourth Super Bowl? Fourth. His fourth Super In Bowl appearance. This is crazy. I think he could. So that's I, why. I, but but didn't Tom win his first three rings before he turned 30? Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, this was Bill Belichick. There's a great defense and all these other guys. da 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 mm-hmm. Like, this is Patrick Mahomes is the guy. Right? Patrick Mahomes is the guy, and then you got guys. It was Bill Belichick, guys. Oh, Tom Brady. This is okay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady really separated himself post 30. It almost sounds like you're describing like you have to be a revolutionary player. Like LeBron has done everything that MJ has done. Come out with the sneakers. He's had the points, the the, the chips or whatever, but it's still not enough. It didn't revolutionize the sport. Is that more or less like what you're pinning no, the idea of I, like a Tom Brady, Michael Jordan to? Go ahead, BC. I don't know because – I'm 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 just thinking here too. Also, like we can't we putting in a lot of it on these guys. How much of it also is just team building though too? Like because football is not the same as basketball. Like like we said before, we've spoken about this before. How a Michael Jordan, a, Le- a LeBron James can take over a game by themselves. Kind of like it's more of a one on one thing, individual. You know what I mean? It was NFL, it's a lot less players need, on the field. That's what I mean. Or in, court, sorry. in the NFL, you need the team. Right? The Patriots, do they win? Yes, Brady is ill. But do they win without some of those other players that they have on the team? Julius Edelman and and, and Gronk. And Gronk and, you know, uh, uh, what's his name that was on the defensive side? Uh, like Asante Samuels. Asante Samuels. Mm-hmm. Like that, like. How much of it also is that like they're ill, but they need they need those team that team and those pieces around them. I think as long as the Kansas City Chiefs are able to keep a good team around Patrick Mahomes, he might could get to that seven early too. Early, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Early. 
Unlike LeBron, his window is definitely still far more open, especially if you look at the way quarterbacks are protected now and things like that. But that's what with I mean. LeBron the game being, is so much more open and it's different. Yeah, man, I think Mahomes can get to that seven early if the Chiefs keep a good squad around him, keep those pieces coming. Yeah, I think it's going. It might be a real problem, especially if it, if he wins this week. Already having three out of four. Yeah, that's. I think the seven is in reach. Let me ask you this then: What does happen if Reed is gone? Is that still no big deal? Like we saw how he was able to play through having lack of players, people were dropping the the the, the ball and everything, and that was like a big issue for the entire team in the beginning of the season. So like, let's fast forward four years. Patrick Mahomes is somewhere around his tenth year. Andy Reid <coughs> retires. Do we still see the same Patrick Mahomes? Listen, um, well, we, I mean, Brady had Belichick most of his career. He's still, he's still going to be Patrick Mahomes and he's still going to be in position to dominate the NFL, continue to win MVPs, be in that discussion year in, year out, and also, uh, win Super Bowls, but it'll be different and it'll be hard. And it's hard because chemistry, we like, we forget about like team. Chemistry and continuity. That's why this whole discussion around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is idiotic to me. And a lot of people are saying, well, uh, well, you can see, you know, the last three years, uh, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, you know, you, you can see how good Bill Belichick is, right? Yeah. Like, all right, well, now it was all Tom Brady that did it. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Patriot way? All right, forget, take that term out of it. Bill Belichick was the one, like, you got to think about, man, so hard to articulate this and communicate this. Team, running teams, managing teams, leading teams. Every single day, you got to get in front of 50-something Lions, and you got to be the ultimate Lion. That's Bill Belichick in front of that room. But then also, he got another 200, 300 people he got to lead in all other departments. He's running the whole show. This is not just about the product on the field. It's like to get the product on the field good, you got to have everybody moving in the same direction. Bill Belichick did that. Bill Belichick, yeah, we can talk about this or that, but Bill Belichick is the one that actually brought uh, situational football and playing smart football actually not to the league, but at that level, like so sophisticated. So it takes everybody, and the, and, and, and the relationships are critical right like it took him like 15 years for that relationship between him and Tom Brady to start deteriorating because Bill Belichick wanted to move on he wanted Jimmy Garoppolo and that was a battle right he thought it was time to move on from Tom yeah and Tom so go. I, what I'm saying is obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to be special because you can still bring in pieces or a coach that's going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes' system and work that. Peyton Manning gets cut from the Indianapolis Colts. He goes to the Denver Broncos. Who's, whose system you think that was? They went and got Adam Gase. Where's Adam Gase now? Adam Gase ain't even nowhere to be found. Last time I saw Adam Gase was at a high school football game. Literally. <laughs> Just saw Adam Gase a couple months ago. Like, still recovering. Adam Gase was running Peyton Manning's offense. But Adam Gates go get a head coaching job 
off of Peyton Manning. I'm saying that because guys like Patrick Mahomes, you lose Andy Reid, you insert another offensive-minded coach, and all they're going to do is run his offense. That's the same thing that's happening in, with the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. He's a great 17 years in the game, right? He go gets Nathaniel Hackett. Why isn't Nathaniel Hackett a fire yet? Because Aaron Rodgers is the offense. And that's my guy. I trust him. That's my relationship. I have chemistry with him. He knows how I operate on a daily basis. So what you may, what you will lose is that touch on game day, right? Like you, you lose a few things, but if Andy Reid ain't there, like it's not just drawing up the plays. It's, it's also when to call the plays. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get off script or sometimes you got to look on the other sideline. Man, what the hell is Spags? Not Spags. What the hell is this DC about to call? Oh, he changed it up on me. I got to go this way. Hey, guys, throw the script away. Hey, this is what we're going to do halftime. That's what make Andy Reid special. So you definitely uh, lose a little bit. But Patrick Mahomes is still going to be in position. Now, can he win multiple? I don't know. But we saw Peyton Manning leave and go win one. Mm -hmm. Saw Tom Brady leave and go win one. Mm -hmm. Did Joe leave and go get one? I'm not sure if Joe left. Joe Montana left. Yeah, he he went to KC, but I don't think. No, he didn't get one. He didn't get one there, right? So there's there's a couple uh, scenarios like that where we've seen some of our great quarterbacks leave and go get one or a coach leave, and then they still find a way to manage uh, to get one. But it's hard as hell, man. This is 365, 24-7. It don't stop. Football don't yeah. stop. I mean, even what Patrick Mahomes has done, getting in his first six years to, what is it, uh, five? No, four, four Super Bowls? Yeah. Four Super four Bowls. Four AFC and, championships. And, yeah. Well, no, isn't it six? But before we lose our credit, let's talk about some drama at the Super Bowl, guys. The Niners are scheduled to practice this week at the facility at, at UNLV, but many members of the team are unhappy with the field conditions. San Francisco has a sod field on top of a field turf, while Kansas City is at the Raiders' state-of-the-art practice facility. B, what do you th- make of San Fran being upset by the field conditions? That's uh they, they should be upset. That's crazy, man. They you sod over top of turf. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I'd be upset too. Well, no, if I was Kyle San Shad- Francisco's huh? turf, it says theirs has sod on top of field turf. They don't describe what UNLV has. No, San Francisco's practicing at UNLV. Yeah, but what I'm saying is their normal field, San Francisco, it says here, has a sod field on top of a field turf. Is there any benefit to that, putting sod on top of a field turf? Hold on. Turf? I'm confused. I'm sorry. I'm confused. I, I thought I thought that – so they're playing – they're practicing in uh, Vegas, obviously, right? They just got here Sunday. And so they're at UNLV. I'll, so I apologize. They, I just got corrected by uh, Brian, our producer. He says that it was meant to mean that 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 San Francisco, the team, is practicing at UNLV's field, which has sod on top of field turf. That's my apologies. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's ridiculous. I've never heard of that. If you know, I never heard of that. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm uh, John Lynch, my ex teammate, um, I, I, I'll probably I'll rather go practice at a high school. And there's some dope high schools out here. They invest a lot of money on their on, on their grounds. Uh, but the problem is this pro- out here. It's like 
you have the 49ers. No, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders uh, facility, which is obviously, you know, state of the art and, you know, they invested a shit ton there. Um, but now when you look at UNLV and all these, even these high schools that I, you know, I just mentioned, it'll probably be hard to maintain it. Like we're in a desert. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's probably difficult. I, I'll probably, and it's hard, like, and people don't understand this. Our bodies feel like shit and it takes an extra couple of hours. And for some, maybe an extra day or two to recover when you practice and play on turf. You're literally running on uh, 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 concrete. You know, there's not much yeah. uh, between the turf and then concrete. And so you're doing that and your body just aches, your joint aches. Players, we hate, 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 hate practicing and playing on, on, on turf. Like your body just feels like shit. So I can understand why they tried to make this adjustment. It's like a lose-lose because there's probably not many grass fields out here. And then, you know, so you you, you don't want to jeopardize that and you don't want to go through a whole week of practice on turf. That sucks. That no, sucks. Agreed. And, and you know, the other thing is what if, you know, CMC or Bosa tear an Achilles or an ACL, you know? Like this this is bad business. And, and my question really comes in, is it that they can't, practice at different times in the same stadium because i'm doing some research on allegiant um stadium which is the las vegas stadium and they're one of those more advanced stadiums where they actually rolled their entire field out i believe into sunlight because they're a dome and that way they get the sunlight and proper treatment for the grass and then roll it back in i think dallas does that as well so they can use a real field and still get sunlight on there hold on what are you saying so even Right here, it says, uh, because the Raiders insist on playing on grass, even in a dome, the field spends most of the time outside in sunlight and then is rolled in on a tray for games. I've seen videos of this where it looks crazy, but they take the entire field, which is like on wheels or something, like a stage, and they Yeah, the Texans, the Cardinals have that. Yeah. So that way they can, in some cases, you know, still have a dome, so you always have consistent weather but you also now have to wheel that entire field out to get the grass to you know um have sun rays and all that stuff and and properly taken care of so that way you don't have to use turf that's one of the problems with going into a desert like las vegas is you don't have you don't have a lot of opportunity to grow good grass it's like it's like this is something that will they should have thought about when they book vegas right like you you know, this is one of the first things they should have thought about, you know, all right, the practice facilities, you know, all of the amenities. All right, this team's going to be here. That team's going to be there. What does this look like? But but a lot of times, man, shit happens, man. There's so much going on, so much. You know, somebody definitely dropped the ball where they're like, all right, what is the surface like for the team that's going to be at UNLV? And are they signing off on that? Um, but it, it, listen, Still no excuse. It's the biggest game of the year. Okay. This is the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I there's so many times I whined playing in Chicago and, and, and it's snowing outside. We gotta go in the uh Walter Payton uh indoor facility. Gotta go. No choice. Coach Trustman, Lovey Smith said we're going inside. And now we gotta go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on that turf. Bruh, 
still went out there and still came out on Sunday, went over a hundred, a couple of touchdowns. So look, it is what it is. You know, they, they can't make any excuse. And, and, you, and, and you're seeing that already, right? Like they went and asked Debo Samuels, you know, tell me about the surface. He said, go ask Coach, Coach Shanahan. They go to ask Coach Shanahan, and, and he his response is, go ask Debo Samuels, right? Like they're just, they're, they're like, all right, shit, this, it is what it is. I got They're you. trying to move on. So now that we're just five days from the Super Bowl, let's play a little game of buy or sell. I'm going to give Brandon a statement, and he is going to tell me if he is buying or selling. First up, we have Brock Purdy will have multiple TD passes. Are you buying or selling? I'm buying. I'm buying that. He have multiple multiples, it? too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take that. If that's, you know, like I said, 68 million Americans projected to vote. I mean, to, I said to vote. <laughs> to, <laughs> You're a politician now. To gamble, to gamble up 35%. Uh, this is a bet that I would make. This is definitely a bet that I would make. I would take the you over. You want to put a number on it? It's probably more. I mean, I'll take two, just two. Okay. Probably more, probably more take people two. betting than voting. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> be more people betting than voting. Facts. All right, next up is Travis Kelsey will have at least 10 catches. That's a lot of catches. Travis Kelsey will have 10 catches. He's saying he wants this more than any other Super Bowl. He's super excited about this. 10 catches against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, hell, he had, he had, I think he had 10 in the first half last week. I'm sitting there watching a the game, BC, and I'm like, yo, you about to break yeah. my record. <laughs> if it helps any, he's only done it three times this entire season, including postseason. And this is the time to do it. He turned it on. Uh, he, he, Listen, Travis Kelsey wasn't Travis Kelsey all year. It wasn't until shit mm -hmm. hit the fan. They got a hat. They had to have it, and he turned it on. So 10 catches is a bit much, uh, but they have to go through him. You know, we're talking about three screens, two stick routes. That's five. Catch a go, a back shoulder. Damn. This he is this is an interesting one. I'm taking this. Can we write this down? I'm taking this. He'll have ten catches. He okay. has two. He has two. Uh, what is his name? Kadarius Tony. <laughs> That's who. You're not gonna bring that, up Kadarius. That's who's gonna get it done. <laughs> Kadarius Tony been talking slick. <laughs> he been talking crazy on IG. He didn't. He sound like a uh, like he was uh, one of the Migos or somebody. I was like, damn boy, you playing the NFL? You a rapper? For real. <laughs> I ain't seen so no Kadarius on, video after the last game. BC was it after the last game? He went on live and just start calling out people. Yeah, I'm standing on Bennett. Yeah. I'm standing on Bennett. Oh, <laughs> what he said, BC? He said something about oh, if I get the ball, they ask him a question about if he's the uh, best wide receiver or something. Yeah, if I get the ball, like yeah, he's been talking slick. I'm gonna go check that video. He's been mad. <laughs> but Please. yeah, is it is? Are you buying or selling on those ten catches? I'm buying. Okay, I'm buying. He has to have it. He has to look, look, look. Can you how many catches did he have last week? Eleven. He was actually he perfect. 11. He caught every every target. He was eleven for eleven. 11. For eleven. Mm -hmm. uh, what about the week before? Five. Oof. The week before? Seven. Seven. Taylor Swift in the building. Jeez. 
this is the script, bro. This is the script. So I'm saying they he gonna win it. He gonna have ten catches. He gonna have twelve catches. He gonna win MVP. He gonna have two touchdowns. <laughs> And then after the game, at the 50, he going to propose to Taylor Swift. Jeez. That's what they saying. Okay. Yo, this, is this insider? Hey, yeah, right. BC, throw up the breaking news. Yeah, we got insider information right now. Insider, this breaking news. <laughs> Yo, if hold he on, proposed to Taylor on the 50-yard line after a chip, he's goaded. No, he's, he's goaded. goaded. You don't think so? Man, after getting a chip and a billion-dollar woman? That would be simping. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, he ain't, nah, is nah, it's the Super Bowl, man. That's it, yeah, his Super Bowl. That's his moment. Why are you gonna make it? It's they already making it enough about Taylor Swift. We don't need they that. are like what? What? He's not giving. Her I don't. That day. I don't think you guys watched it last night, but I I heard maybe in two, maybe an hour and a half of watching the NFL Network, I heard maybe five Taylor questions, and only one of them was for Travis. That's how annoying it is. Yeah, it's they're asking Brock Purdy about Taylor. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. it's it's overkill. It's like, yo, come on now. All right, let me let me move on then, guys. Uh, we got Christian McCaffrey will not, I repeat, not score a touchdown. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's I ain't crazy. This one. What you thinking? I'm Rick? betting everything on him uh, scoring a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Let me see if there was even a game this season he didn't. Because then he have like a 15 TD run. Oh no no no. Um. He had one, two, three, four games this season. He didn't um, score a TD, so it's possible. Yeah, but bet it. He bet it. <laughs> if you're one of the 68 million Americans that's going to place a bet this Super Bowl Sunday, make you're betting sure that he won't score. I'm betting that he will score. All right, I got to throw in a a little wrench in there, Spags. Don't matter. That ain't no wrench. Christian, Christian McCaffrey is. <laughs> Well, remember he uh, big enough bags all wrench. week, so that's why that's why I wanted to throw that in there. But okay, he believes spags in wrench. That boy, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, must be the down. No, he's getting one. Yeah, he getting. You think two. he's getting one or t- oh, okay. So you saying two? You saying two? I think he's okay. getting at least one. He's getting at least one TD for sure. So that's a sell then, right? Right. Because you wouldn't buy into him not scoring, right? All right, so next up we have the Chiefs' defense will force more turnovers than the Niners' defense. Buy or sell? The Chiefs' defense more than the Niners. Patrick Mahomes ain't going to turn it over like that. Chiefs' defense will force more turnovers. I'm buying that. Okay. I'm buying. You buying? I'm buying. The Chiefs? Yeah, because I, I can't see Patrick Mahomes. I can see him maybe. Yeah, but you know, you tip know, ball, one. tip ball, you know. I know. At, 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 once it's out of his hands, it's out of his control. Facts. Yeah, but it's something about them goats. The the, the tip ball always tip they way. Their direction and yeah, <laughs> I get what you're saying with that. Okay. <laughs> That's why he like he he just finds a way. They find a way. <laughs> All right. Next, we got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. They will combine for over 200 total yards. I think I'm buying that. You don't think uh, so? Uh, Debo and Brandon Ayuk combine 400. They got to they got to tackle. Uh, Brandon Ayuk can have a big play, but they got to tackle. Um, they got to tackle Debo. 
I am saying I'm taking the under there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm selling. So we selling on that one. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I'm just, well, no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at the yards. It don't even look like the last three games they clipped 200. So, okay. Good, probably a good sell. Patrick Mahomes will score at least 21 points of offense. Buy or sell? How many points? 21 points. Oh. Uh, Assuming that's like three TDs. Patrick Mahomes himself or the Chiefs? Just I'm Patrick buying. Mahomes. So that could be a run-in TD. That could be throwing. I'm buying. You want to be the GOAT. You got to do all week. Things. They got us talking about the, the NFL script. Got us talking about uh, is Patrick Mahomes already the GOAT. And it, he ain't even at, he ain't got three yet. Yeah. So he wanted to be the GOAT. You got to go out there. You got to go do your thing, boy. Get them three TDs. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be that high score. I don't even Ooh. think it's going to be, I think this is going to be one of those. What are you thinking, like a 14-10 type of game? Claw out, claw. Yeah, 19-16, something <laughs> some low. It's I, gonna, I think it's going to be under 20 apiece. Well, we're not worried about points right now. Right. What I am worried about is, are you guys buying or selling that at least one player will get in trouble this week? In, um, do, well, we're calling it due to Vegas reasons. Man. No. 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 Okay. No, so it's too. No. You don't, well, you don't you see anyone no, on either on, one of these hold teams. On, hold on. Hold on. Coaches. The answer is the answer is yes, but we're not going to hear about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we buy. Yeah. We buy. Pete, that's the be, answer right there. <laughs> right. Somebody going to miss curfew. Somebody might have a little uh, working girl in their room. Yeah. That's the answer <laughs> well, right that's there. Why, we ain't going to know. The question why. is Vegas reasons. So that's, yeah, because I mean, you think about uh, what two years ago or a couple years ago, KC was in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid's son. I mean, this is tragic. Nothing to play around with. Mm-hmm. He, um, I don't know if anyone died, but he was driving under the influence and severely hurt uh, a little girl. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone died, but he definitely hurt. Uh, someone, and that's why I don't even think he's in the NFL anymore. And that was during the Super Bowl, mm. a couple of days before. Wow, we see what um uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad just got arrested. Yeah, yeah, apparently lose like their mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's wow. This is a big so week. it's saying here that it was a severe brain injury to an Ariel Young, and I guess Sad. the family was outraged. He didn't get a maximum sentence, but. Yeah, that's that's. He, did he even go to jail? I don't think he went to jail. Um, it says he pleaded guilty, so he has a fel- to a felony charge, but it just says he wasn't given the maximum. Oh, it says here he was uh, sentenced to three years. Oh, he was. They okay. wanted him to have the maximum of seven, but that is a dangerous situation. DUI. Um, I don't know how young this girl was, but to have severe brain injury, probably for the rest of her life. But last. And certainly not least, I've actually had conversations about this this week. Next up, we have Usher will go down as top five halftime show of all time. Buy or sell? Top five? I'm selling. Yeah, I'm selling that too. 
Nah. Really? Whit, uh, well, no, Whitney was a uh, national yeah. anthem, greatest national anthem. Uh, listen, I don't know if he's going to pass Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry killed it. Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, I guess if we take Super it that Bowl, far, man, yeah, yeah, Whitney. Uh, no, Whitney was a national anthem. I'm not trying to hate, oh, but what was y'all thoughts on last Beyonce's year's Super Bowl performance? Huh? What was y'all thoughts on last year's Super Bowl performance? Because it was one of the weakest for me. I love Riri, but it just wasn't enough for what a Super Bowl performance is supposed to be. Well, mm. she was pregnant at the time, so I'll... I'll... Oh, so he didn't ask you that. He I asked, asked you that. Asked what you when the announcement was made, she wasn't pregnant? True. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't one of the greatest. It wasn't like a super memorable... Can can we Google top five now? Like top five? Per, like yeah. Let's see what what the internet is saying. Prince joint, uh, Beyonce a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, uh, nah. I'm looking for legitimate yeah, sources. Nah. I got NBC who else, here. Who else? Damn. You guys want? They have a top fifteen. Let's just go with the top five. Top five. All right, top five. Oh my God. They listed Rihanna as top five. <laughs> he said, oh, my God. I just yeah. think she – I know that she could have done better. I'm not doubting her music, her talent, or nothing. It just – I think it was an inconvenience that she couldn't do more. But Rihanna is top five. Then they have top four is the Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent, which is the year before. Dope. Actually, top three was um, Beyonce and Destiny's Child from 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, Beyonce, yeah. Yeah, that. Beyonce yeah. killed it. She has, I know she got one of the top five. Yep, and then you have uh, Michael at two. Yeah. And Crazy. Prince at one. Yeah. Prince was one. You, you, know why Prince they was... you know what I just learned? I was uh, sitting with um, Vincent Herbert literally last week, and this came up in discussion. Vince Herbert, like, yeah, like, work with Michael Jackson. The, like, damn near discovered Lady Gaga legend. Um, but anyways, he was telling me about Prince's performance, and he was like, he was just like, it was so godly because he was playing Purple Rain and it started raining. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 probably why uh, they have that at one because it's obviously Prince, but it was just the whole situation. It was like you couldn't ask for a better yeah. setup, right? Yeah. Purple Rain and then it, it starts, starts raining. raining. Prince out there. Yeah, nah. Those were, those were dope. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw Prince, I remembered like how good that was. But I, I do have a lot of belief that top 10 at least Usher could make because he's a performer. Yeah. And he has good music. He is. He is dope, though. I don't know. He's not. Why you look like him. you hating, though, BC? You look nah, like you want to doubt him. I like Usher. I know I'm an Usher fan. I just don't think when you start thinking about some of these names here that we, MJ, Prince, the Beyonce, the Janet, the per- Katy Perry, the Weekends joint was even fire. Like, yeah, he's going to have to come with it with it though like is he gonna have any special guests he got the crazy <laughs> bro I why mean, i feel one, like you one, doubt usher one, right now bro <laughs> like i am i'm telling you but that i think usher's great i just don't think he's gonna have a top 10 you don't think he's better bro. than the weekend Perform- the weekend was dope the weekends but we yeah, he's not a great performer but yeah, it was good conceptually the 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 energy the the show the show yeah it was dope that's what i'm saying it, he's gonna have to come with something Kind of, kind of fire. He might could squeeze in the top ten. He might could squeeze into the top ten, but yeah, nah. You got to wait and see though. 
because I'm still recovering from last year. It's pretty bad. It wasn't um, that bad. It wasn't that time, bad. I don't know, man. I don't know what you saw. But but but, but one one more thing on the Usher thing though. Go ahead. Hopefully he doesn't get outshined by um, you know who, because everybody's gonna be talking about <laughs> Taylor Swift. Nobody talking about Usher's performance. Everybody talking about Taylor Swift flying in from wherever she's flying in from just to be at the game. So I hope Let, that doesn't take away from it. Maybe he brings her out and do a duet or something. It might. I mean, that would I've be fire. I don't see that no happen. Reason. I see, I see Usher. If he leans into you know ATL and bringing out some dope artists and some of his collabs, that could be fire. Oh, we're gonna see Louis and, and Lil John for sure. Yeah, is getting. You think so? You yeah, think so? hell yeah. That yeah song, he's got a he. That's that's definitely yeah, on the playlist. That, that that's like his biggest song. party song. Like that's definitely going on the play. Like he's playing that. They gotta come out for that. Well, unless he's Man, gonna hog it himself and blow it out the water, bro. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money at It's time for our favorite game. What's the word? Your va- What's vocabulary, the word? Your vocabulary lesson for the day. Let's start with some funny stuff from Eli, my boy, uh, two-time champ, Giants quarterback, retired vet. While taking shots at Tom Brady, let's take a listen to this. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? Go ahead, Ephesians. I'm Eli Manning. I'm nice. Mm. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight, I beat him twice! Oh! Hold it back! Hold it back! Go, Eli. Let's go. Let's talk, go. Talk, That's talk, bars talk that, right there. Talk that talk. Oh my goodness. Hey, how many times did he beat him, B? 
Twice. 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 <laughs> Let's go. And he got chips. So what's the word? Eli throwing shade at Brady is, I don't even consider that shade. I think that's facts. Right. Right. The answer for me, Eli throwing shade at Brady is getting old. No, it's not It's not old yet, but it's getting there. I can see it, right? Like over the last year, he's probably done something like this like three or four times. Even if you go to his Instagram account, just recently he was doing something in baseball and he talked about Tom. So it's like it's <laughs> – it's, I think he needs to be careful of nah. not overdoing it because it is nah. – it's, it's a great joke and it's a great sound by every time. But if you're doing it three, four, five times a year – and it's going viral like this, then I can see Tom like, all right, motherfucker. Oh, I agree. Man. Man. Like, if I'm Tom, Brady, I'm like, Tom, man. That talk hey. your talk, Eli, man. Hey. Talk your talk, bro. When you in this the, game, he, Tom, bring them bars, bro. Man, he listen. Talk your talk, Eli. You <laughs> Put beat them glasses them. You, on and bring them beat, bars. You beat Superman twice. You beat the goat twice. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. When you talk about when you talk about Brady, you gotta talk about Eli Manning, my brother. Yeah, B, your goat ain't <laughs> even beat the goat. Like, come on now, talk your talk, Eli. That's what it is. Keep it going. Well, all this goat so, talk. He's the goat. Right, so great. He's the goat slayer. What you just said, he's the goat slayer. <laughs> the goat slayer. Yeah. Yeah. So that means so that so that means because we asked that question earlier, like, well, Patrick Mahomes lost to Tom head to head. So he's right. how can he be the guy? He can't. Well, t- how can Tom be the guy if he lose to Eli? Eli's the guy, right? I mean, because he got there more rings. Go. Eli, hey, Eli stopped him from getting more rings. That's why, you know what I mean? So if he don't beat him, he don't beat him that. Listen, how Bro, much if he anything, got? Huh? He helped, He's going to get nine. He helped the GOAT, <laughs> you know, be able to catch up to what they call the GOAT because the GOAT Slayer took him out. He would have had nine. But yeah. we took care of that. And you took care of that. So that's what I'm saying. So you got to put Eli Manning in the conversation now if we're talking about. No, we're not. Uh, we're talking, about greatest, love, we talking about greatest QBs. We're talking about greatest love. QBs. He got two. Eli he beat Tom man. Brady. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Not once, but twice. Nah, bro. You add both Manners together, they got four. Let's go. Man, come on, man. Talk nice about Eli. You know said, Brandon man. don't like Eli. I know, man. I know, I know. Brady, no, I like I Eli. That's one of my favorite teammates. Love Eli. Love Eli. <laughs> so, love, what's the love, word? Love, but him throwing shade at Brady is. I said, getting old. Just getting old. Okay. All right. I'm writing. Yeah, them down. you got to be getting careful. Right. It ain't. It ain't old yet. It ain't old. Still good. Even that one was really good. But when you hear it all the time, it's like he got it. I don't I, know how. To, I wonder how. How do you? Y'all don't think it could get old? Nah. Nah, nah, I don't think nah. he's old. I'm a Giants fan. That's what we do. We, we I might get those bars shit. tatted. Gonna talk that shit. No, but I don't think it can get old because I'm sure he has to hear all the time wherever he goes. He's talking about, you know, is his brother better? You know, Peyton Manning, Eli, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. And, yeah, we all know we're not seriously calling Eli one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But the facts are the facts. The numbers don't lie. He has two rings. He beat Tom Brady. So when you speak about Tom Brady and when you go over his legacy and, oh, he won seven rings, you also got to talk about the times that he lost. And you're going to mention Eli Manning. So, yeah, and he's got to go everywhere and hear about everybody else. Oh, Peyton Manning. Oh, your brother. Oh, oh Tom Brady. Like, I got two rings, too, and I beat Tom Brady. What's up? 
So yeah, no, I I I, I fuck with it. I think no, it's I good. love this. Yeah, I'm I'm I love this. I'm looking in to see how many times Tom lost in the Super Bowl, and it looks like it was three times, and two of them was Eli. So like, yeah, like he got that. He, we got to give him something. He gets to wear that. Like we can't take that from him. He gets to wear that. But so. Brian, Brandon is right. We can't see him do it every season of the year. Like if he <laughs> did it every three months, it'll be annoying as hell. The last thing I do want to ask you guys, though, is how much do you think Eli has damaged Brady's overall greatness with his two Super Bowl wins? Like, we were kind of getting into it, but, like, <laughs> not I don't even think damage is the right word. I think nah. just, like... Yeah, you be saying some wild stuff, <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> this is we'll media, be saying baby. some wild stuff. <laughs> this is like, media. <laughs> how much did he take away? Did Brady go like home crying, Brandon? You've been, you been watching Stephen A. Smith too much. <laughs> no, I've been actually studying Mad Dog. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get you some skills from Mad Dog, but I ain't getting close enough to the camera. But, like, wow, bro. obviously he could have had nine rings. So, like, do you think, like, I guess the real question is, do you think Brady thinks about this? Like damn, I could have had like two of the three times of he course. lost. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a competitor always think about you know those missed moments. Uh, that was definitely you know a lot of people thought it was a layup because one of those years, the Giants wasn't good. Remember they turned it on second half of the season one of those years, mm-hmm. and so they're you know you know and, and then you got Eli going against Tom. You would think they would get it done. And in that game, that catch game with um, Tyree, Tyree, David what is Tyree. Tyree, David Tyree. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was multiple big plays. I wasn't the only one. That's the one we we always talk about. Right. But man, there was a couple on the sideline and cover two. It's like, how the hell do they do that? So it's like, you not only think about those moments, but you think about those plays where it's like, yo, that they had a five percent chance of making that happen or one percent chance of making that happen. So. Yeah, you definitely think about it, but the man got seven. Come oh, on. and, you know, our text troll just reminded me <coughs> that was also when um, we fucked up the perfect season. The undefeated season. Yeah. yeah. He said we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know. Andrew, BC, you're from Miami, bro. BC and me made messed, sure that they went home with an L. Messed up the perfect oh season. That And that, again, that's what I'm saying. Even when you talk about the Patriots and how great they were, you're going to talk about the yeah, undefeated like, season, but you're going to say they didn't get it done. Hey, hey, B, what was the crescendo on their season? <laughs> they didn't the crescendo. It, it was that L from Eli. That was the crescendo. Was the <laughs> they got it done, beat them, stopped them. That's like Braun and them stopping the Warriors from that great season, the best NBA with the record, we this co- We that. consider that one of the greatest comebacks ever. They was up 3-1, right? They was up 3-1 Three. and had the best season record ever. You know what I mean? So they was coming off like, what, 72-10 and 10 or something like that season? I think it was 73-9. Um, uh, 73-9. and So, yeah. Oh, 72-10, and 10, I think, was the Bulls. So, mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing. You're always going to talk about, oh, that was one of the greatest teams ever assembled, but they lost to LeBron. At, you know what I mean? So it's the same thing. Patriots, one of the greatest seasons ever, but you didn't get it all the way done because of Eli, Eli. Manning. Eli Manning. Oh, oh, the goodness. goat slayer. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, play it. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't have Tom Brady come out of retirement. Y'all better stop playing with the kid. Go ahead, man. 
<laughs> so, guys, the next story is a little bizarre. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Diana Russini of The Athletic. Mike Vrabel's size and physical presence could have hurt his chances of getting a job this offseason. A GM told Russini he's an intimidating presence that scared away teams looking for a head coach. So what's the word? Vrabel being jobless because of his size is? Yeah, pa- pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to pause during the, the read. <laughs> All right, his uh, playing days, he was 6'4", 261. I mean, that's just crazy. It's idiotic. That's um, I can understand if they said intimidating, just presence, for sure. I played against Vrabel, and he was like that. He wasn't like a superstar, but he was a guy when you came across the middle. And I played in those days. Like, they would butch you when butchers, like, you know, you come across the middle, they would hit anything, pause, coming across the middle. And so, you know, just his presence on the field, um, not even as like an all-pro guy type, he was uh, intimidating. Even as a coach, when you see him, he walks around. It's like, yo, that's that's a man's man. So I can understand that. What I don't understand is, oh, he's a big guy. Like his literally, literally his size. Like, come on now, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, this is the NFL. Yeah. Like you have the biggest, <laughs> most athletic men in the world playing this sport. And sometimes people just be talking or just I wouldn't say talking, but there's so many things that get lost. But I can see, you know, Vrabel being a guy because he's super competitive, bullish. You know, I wouldn't call him a Belichick type, but he's he's old school. Right, come from that era. And it seems like the trend people are looking for younger, maybe more relatable. And maybe that's the question is like you bring in a guy like Vrabel who's intimidating to us. He's probably going to be intimidating to his guys. uh, And that's going to be tough to deal with. I guess. I mean, I get that. He's only 48, but like I could see maybe a 23 year old somewhat pampered player coming in. And now all of a sudden you have to deal with this giant aggressive person maybe that's what so. they need on the squad b maybe they need somebody like that to come in and be like no nah, but do things but BC, my way y'all want to y'all want to go yeah, off I, course y'all want to go off course nah we're not playing you know like rein them in come in there and get some hey listen we're doing this my way what <laughs> but bc remember i agree ago you said something about this is the era of the young court the young uh head coach i think yeah i don't think young head coaches are coming in this aggressive like, Vrabel's from a different era. It's from a different era, but it still can work to BC's point or what BC was trying, where he's getting at. Like, I, I, I still think it can work. I think guys respect that. Guys like accountability. Guys like structure. Just how, you're, how you do it. Now, I've never been to a Titans practice. I've never seen him, you know, as the head coach in a meeting, you know, on the practice field. So I don't know how guys feel about it. I've never even heard anybody say anything. Thing about Vrabel so it's hard for me to kind of comment on it because like there are guys like Mike Thomas still kind of old school but he's also extremely relatable you know Andy Reid is old school but he's extremely relatable mm-hmm. um you know we're talking about that presence you know that uh authority you know like re- respect you walk in the room that coach is like okay like man we sorry for y'all team playing for coach McAdoo you know, man, 
he'll walk in a room, guys still listen to music and dancing. OBJ still dancing. Like, <laughs> bro, coach, I'm I'm here for the first. I'm like, yo, coach, just walk there. Everybody chill out. No respect for that guy. And then I saw something where he, Ben McAdoo, is in position to get another job. Like, I don't know what the hell that's about. Ben McAdoo, I don't know if it was the Patriots. He's about to be the OC there or somewhere like that. Like, what? Ben. That was the worst offense. I was. I like Ben McAdoo. I like Ben McAdoo. It was cool. You know, cool. Yeah, see, he was the OC but that in Carolina offense, 22. He's what? He was the OC in Carolina in 22, but before that he hadn't done it. He was a head coach in New York five years before that. Hold on. He was the OC last year in Carolina? No, 22. Oh, 22. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he like was he up for uh, the gig. I don't know. I saw something like a week ago. Him being up for one of these uh, opening jobs, Ugh, the offense was bad. Coach, what position? I'm this out. No Are, position. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, our text troll is saying that Vrabel's gonna take over McCarthy's job after Week Four. Yeah, yeah, I like that. After Week Four, yeah, interesting. He's not on the uh, staff, right? You're just saying they're gonna fire him, then they're gonna hire him. Bruh. Is that what? That's what our text troll is saying. Interesting. Out of there. Watch when the Dallas Cowboys start two and one and three. <laughs> That's how they're gonna start, and then they're gonna get Rabel in there. Be out of there. Well, guys, finally oh. for this round, uh Roger Goodell announced that the Eagles will open their twenty twenty four season in Brazil on Friday, September sixteenth. Philly's opponent in Sao Paulo has yet to be decided. And the NFL is continuing to expand their reach internationally. So what's the word? The best place outside the U.S. for an NFL game would be? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even. I'm just thinking about Brazil. Brazil? I know. I was <laughs> caught off guard by that. Like That might be crazier than Vegas. I, I mean, I've never <laughs> been to Brazil. But coming up, going through the locker room, all I heard is a lot of the best. But like, yo, Brazil's crazy. Like yeah. now it's like DR. Now everything has shifted to the DR. Oh, and, and let me just say it. We're on Sirius XM. Basically, they're saying there's a lot of action over there. It's a lot of beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> talking about coaches, players going oh, you over mean there like that? Their a lot of temptation. Yeah, they probably be over there like, oh, uh, everybody's going back to America. Everybody's breaking curfew and and no visitor rules and what. So what was the question? What was the what was the <laughs> Well the question is what would be the best place outside of the US for an NFL game? The best place. Um well from a business perspective, you know, you, you think about South America, huge, huge, huge audience, and that's that's why they're doing it. They're trying to reach new audiences and grow the game. More numbers mm-hmm. equals more revenue, more money in everybody's pocket. Uh, Mexico makes sense. There's a lot of football plans in Mexico. Obviously, London, UK, uh, the language, there's no real language barrier there. Um, but it's tough. I, outside of the U.S. It is tough. I, like- I enjoy, I, I didn't enjoy the process of getting to the game uh, to London, but I enjoyed London. London was rocking. It was interesting. Yeah. They, they 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 cheered when they wasn't supposed to be cheering. It, it was like the last time I played in London, 
it was like they screamed the whole game. I was like, golly, this stadium's rocking, but they was just loud the whole game. That's how them soccer matches be. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's how the soccer matches be just. It really is, ah, yeah. Energy. Ah, yo. Yeah. The energy is just on high the whole time. I think Africa would be a good. Have they, I was going to say Have Africa. they gone to Africa yet? I think they, they have not it. gone to Africa. Yeah, the best to, place. They need to take that over to Ghana somewhere. Not well, Ghana. they there's an NFL spot that they're releasing. Um, this they already teased it. Uh, they're they they're talking about Ghana. There's obviously some work being done with OCU Mayor y'all OC from New York, the Giants. Giants. He's bridging that gap. Uh, they actually he actually launched NFL Africa. Mm. Um, so they're you know Super Bowl they're gonna have like a two minute spot that's aired. It's gonna be dope. Oh, that's dope. They already teased that with Justin Jefferson and other guys over in Ghana doing some stuff. But I don't know. I don't. I, that's a hard one, man. I just think that the the NFL is a tough game uh, to grow, right? Yeah. Like basketball to me is international. I, I I just don't see. I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for you guys, but I can't see the NFL ever be in an international game they, yeah. it's just tough like you're they're, they're not playing like there's a basketball everywhere now there yeah. might someone will say there might be a football there's not football fields everywhere no, no. and it's right? mostly soccer around yeah. the country and football, i know they call it football but i have to say soccer to separate the two i think that's the biggest challenge as well is because football f-u-t is mm-hmm. an actual international sport in all across the world like it's it's huge and then trying to come with American football, I think it's probably a harder sell in a lot of countries and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not a football everywhere. I don't think it translates. That's the word. I don't think it translates. Um, the sport translates well around the world. And that- I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I will say this about Brazil is that, and and just hear me out because you know you guys know I'm a big MMA fan, but. Recently, in the last five or ten years, there's been a lot of NFL, former NFL, or college football players who have gotten into combat sports, UFC specifically. To name the most famous one, it's probably going to be Greg Hardy, right? So, like, I'm wondering if there's some crossover, because it is combat sports and it's high collision sports, if there is a reason to why they chose Brazil. Because there is a good amount of fighters who come out of Brazil um it's definitely not the easiest life but i just wonder if there's a crossover there because we already have seen the nfl players go into ufc granted as a post-career move but is there a chance that maybe going to somewhere like brazil maybe there's a young kid in the favela or something like that that's training and sees that sport and is like maybe i can give that a chance and now it opens up another door maybe that's how they become more international you go to these areas that already have people doing things similar like that well, I think the answer is simple. There's 214 million uh, people in Brazil. Right. It's a huge I think it, family. You know what I mean? And so I think the NFL is, you know, they're going to Mexico. Potential family, uh, yeah. Right. Brazil, the UK, just to grow their audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be some sustainable thing where it's like, you know, we're going to play six games over here every single year. They last year we were in Germany as well, right? Right. right. KC was it KC and the and the Patriots? Yeah. Um, no, it was. Um, I thought it was the, the Patriots and the 
Colts. I KC think. and the Dolphins. KC and the Dolphins. Or wasn't um the Colts? was there two games? There was KC. I know because uh well there was uh, the one that Tyree Kill played them over there. Oh, okay, and the one that Belichick then, yeah. lost or was that was when he was Detroit? on the hot Pats seat. Pats and Colts. Pats and Colts. Yeah, where he was on the hot seat this year. Yeah, that's right. Over there and lost. All right, can we stay right here really quickly, guys? All right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. All right? Mm-hmm. Every year in sports, things get leaked. People start talking. And then we 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 say, well, no, that can't be that, 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 that. Go back to that game. You're talking about the Patriots and the Colts. If he doesn't win, he could be fired. And it started all this conversation. Can they do that? Will they do that? Does that make sense? Look what happened after the season. The best of all time at the head coaching position it's parted ways parted with ways. their he wasn't fired parted ways but it's the same thing <laughs> they parted ways. you don't do that to a goat yeah <laughs> right right parted ways <laughs> so on, I'm, well, i just i just wanted to say that because a lot of times when you hear about players like oh this player may be getting traded or they're trying to move on from this player or they're going to cut this person or they're going to hire like this shit is real especially when it comes from guys that been in the industry for a very long time we talk about in hollywood like people being planted mm-hmm. like these uh jason lock and i don't even know if he's around anymore like i haven't heard his name in a minute but the adam uh Schefters of the world who i think does amazing work but these guys are like plants yeah they're planted in the industry right like literally got the you know jason lock and why does he an insider how did he get all this information well, who the hell where he come from why is he he looks goofy yeah. He worked for the NFL Network. Who owns the NFL Network? The coaches. I mean, the uh, the owners. The NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm. The NFL. So, so it's like these guys. You got to understand. Like they get the information exact directly from the source. And so, when we start hearing things in the NBA and the NFL, the chance of it being real is extremely likely. Yeah, there's a lot of the chatter. Like you said, there's smoke where there's smoke, there's fire, and sometimes there's a lot of chatter. But I think that also in between that, there's a lot of, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors. So sometimes you have to, like, weed through what's real and what's not, you know what I mean? But for the most part, yeah, when you start hearing chatter, uh, a lot of it is real. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of times, one second, y'all go ahead. Did you want to stay here? Um, no, I just had somebody walk into my room. No, the maid walked in my room. I'm sitting here uh, doing the show with a nice. I'm I'm dressed, uh, waist up, waist down. I got on underwear. <laughs> TMI, bro. TMI. <laughs> Tonight. Next. <laughs> sit here laying in the bed moving right along <laughs> alright we got to mute Brandon's mic so I Am Athlete is actually partnering guys with Mobile One for our Behind the Drive series and our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver here's a little taste of our conversation with the Broncos Patrick Sertain The best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride, just enjoying, you know, every mile you take, you know, just looking at the scenery and 
Like every day when I wake up, you know, in Colorado, I see the mountains. For me, being from South Florida and coming to Colorado and seeing mountains, you know, instead of beaches, just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life. You look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. Guys, make sure you catch more with Patrick Sertain and other content with I Am Athlete and Mobile One's Behind the Drive. Check it out on the I Am Athlete YouTube page. So as expected, Super Bowl Media Night gave us some content to discuss today. Last night, Patrick Mahomes was asked about NBA comparisons. Take a listen. If I played, bas- if I played basketball, I would just, I'd be just like Steph Curry. I mean, I got the shot. I just got to get a, you know, a couple extra reps, you know, a couple shots up, um, and I'd be shooting just like him. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, that's who I would be. <laughs> so, guys, do you agree that Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL? Uh, stay on the field, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> no, nah, but I haven't, seen, I haven't seen his game, so I don't know. Maybe he got a little basketball game. I haven't seen his game. But, Let me do a little no. research. To see if he's ever been videotaped think just playing ball. It, it make, but it makes sense to me. I don't think it's a. That's not the conversation, is it? BC, it nah. don't make sense to you because yeah. I, I kind of made this. Oh, he played high school you know, basketball. Oh no, Patrick Mahomes can hoop. There's some video, some video out there. I'm looking at him like, crossing right now. This is insane. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Pat, be good. Pat, Pat can hoop. Okay, but I, I think, I think, like I said it earlier, I was talking about. You know, and it was a terrible, maybe it wasn't the best comparison, but it was like Ray Allen. And then, you know, we know he was like the GOAT at on the perimeter, right? And then there came Steph Curry. And it wasn't like just, oh, he just passed him. It's how he passed him. Ray Allen in a corner, at the top, whatever. Bingo, 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 bingo. Now, Steph Curry came in and did it the same way. All right, not that interesting. Okay, but pass him, but still not that interesting. That's not what he did. He came in, bro, and started doing it in so many different ways and from far. So he he pushed the game forward. Mm-hmm. He changed the game. He changed the game forever. Yeah, Kids, our kids is now trying to play like Steph Curry and shoot like Steph Curry. So I think like when you, when, you know, comparing uh, Patrick Mahomes to Steph Curry, it makes sense because he's evolving the game. Like our, everybody wants to be Patrick Mahomes. You see guys practicing these, and he wasn't the first to do no look, certainly wasn't the first, but probably the best. These no look throws, underhand throws, sidearm throws, like I think he did one behind his back. Didn't he throw a ball behind his back think, in the game or something so, crazy? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he did something. I think he was like on his way down or something like that. And he but, yeah, like back. yeah, yeah. It's it's how he's doing it, man. So I think I, I actually like the comparison, BC. I think this is dead on. Okay, all right. A little Steph Curry. I'll go I with can that. See it. I'll give him I that. I can see yeah. it. You convinced me. I convinced you, for sure. I mean, who else can you compare him to? You know, like, geez. yeah, because he's not, um, he's not overpowered. Like, he's not a big, aggressive quarterback, and he's not a stand there precision. 
player like the fundamentals, you, you like, like Tim Duncan. Like he's not like Tim Duncan, you know, the big fundamental. Like he's going to hit you. He has style. Steph Curry has it's style. A, a lot of style, a lot of flavor, but one of the best to ever do it. And, and also he elevated the game. game. So you got yeah. elevated. Yes. Yeah. So you got to, you got to, he got to, you got to hit, you got to check all those boxes. Yeah. All right. Is it one of the players that's one of the greatest of all time? Did he elevate the game, change the game, mm-hmm. right? And did he do it with a lot of style? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a hard one, but that's the best one. It's a hard comparison, but that's the best one. Okay. All right. Let me let me get you guys to tell me what you think is the comparison here on a couple of these, right? Um, Lamar Jackson. Who is the NBA comparison to him? This is – I hate this comparison – because I, I don't want people to think that, you know, like I'm just talking about on the court, on the field. The only guy I could think about, let me see, BC, real quick. Let me hear yours. I don't know. I don't have one. I'm still trying to see who. Ja Morant. Lamar and Ja? If Ja. No. Yes. Really? Brother, it's a, it's, 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 it's box office. It's, it's electric. It's showtime. Like, it is. That's why I want to compare him because Lamar, he got his head on straight. And, and I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying that Ja Morant don't has it. Don't have his head on straight now. But like, I, I hate that comparison. But like, you talk about, you know, he's a human highlight. Both are human highlights. And Lamar ain't killing you like Patrick Mahomes three four hundred yards a game. He's not doing it like that. What is he doing? It's just like the highlights taking off in the pocket. And then he's going to give you some. He'll give you a 200, 250. He can go for three, 400. But, like, consistently, 200, then another 100 on the ground, right? And then some some, some, some highlights, ESPN highlights. Uh-huh. Like, John Moran is the same. John Moran ain't going to kill you from the perimeter. John Moran is – he's penetrating. Pause. He's might... getting to the paint. He's dunking. Okay. I'm thinking Anthony Edwards probably a little. Damn, while. BC, you stole it from me. Oh, that was shit. the exact I about that comparison. One. I think in that Anthony Edwards though. Yeah, I think it's that's too the early. Best comp. Well, well, let me let me do a little explaining just so maybe it make more sense. But like, if you look at all the talent they have, you know it's there. But I think right now what we're seeing between Lamar and um, Anthony that makes at least for me the comparison is the mindset changing. You can see Anthony is evolving past just the highlight real player. He wants to become a winner. And you see those same attributes in Lamar, which like you even spoke to, to me when it comes to how he wasn't focused on the highlights this season. He was focused on winning. It was four or five weeks. You hadn't seen a Lamar highlight tape. So, like, that's where my mind goes with the comparison is you're seeing two men that have all the talent in the world start to evolve their game and focus their game towards winning. Yeah, yeah. Well said. I like that. I like that. Well said. There you go. You, <laughs> hey, I stayed with hey, you. I redeemed myself. <laughs> hey, that boy, God, Lee, that boy was like, yeah, yeah, boom, 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 head top, head top. <laughs> head what? Top. Head top. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had to redeem Brandon myself. Marshall here, paper route, sitting here with Andrew Who? We got BC in the booth. This is called a reset. When you're on radio, you reset the show so everybody know where to. Who are the voices? Who's talking to you? We appreciate all y'all rocking with us here on Paper Route. And Andrew, who every once in a while 
he'll say something that leave me kind of mind blown. And if you are just now tuning in and you didn't hear earlier, but he took us on this beautiful intro, getting into a discussion about to tee us up, about to lay us up. And then he said something about head topping me and BC sitting here like, what the hell? So, Andrew, what do you have for us next? <laughs> next, we have a, another hoop story because LeBron James was asked a very interesting question about the Lakers roster as we approach the NBA trade de- deadline. Listen to this, guys. Like you said, you guys went 4-on-2 on the trip. The next time you guys will play will be after the trade deadline. Do you feel like, as a team, you guys have proven or shown why you guys should continue to, I guess, invest in this current group? This is what we have, so there's nothing else to talk about. All right, guys. The Lakers are ninth in the West and barely holding on to a spot for the play-in tournament. So after you hear that from LeBron, what do you think he wants to happen at the trade deadline? LeBron is fed up right now (laughs) yeah LeBron is fed up he wants uh you know he wants uh his guys playing better I don't think he's happy with the way the team is uh playing or operated I think he's moving to just especially how he's moving this weekend with the Knicks and Rich Paul and all of that I don't know he's trying to um he's definitely perturbed I would say he's perturbed about something yeah he's perturbed about something in the building so, um, yeah, I think he's just annoyed and, and, and a little frustrated and wants to see some action, which, to be fair to the Lakers, though, they have done things and made moves to appease LeBron and get a better team. They made a big trade last season, brought in some pieces. They played well after that trade, um, you know, went to the playoffs. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure I really get behind all of this posturing because it's like we have done things to help to help you out. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. There's a lot of talk about LeBron. Does he want to leave? Is he going to resign with the Lakers? Are the Lakers going to trade him to the Knicks? Blah, 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 blah. There's a whole lot of. Whoa, whoa. Who said that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen A. The Knicks? Yeah, yeah. Stephen A. started this over the he weekend. He wants it. Yeah, of course. I heard this and it, too. And it blew up, and it was it, it caught fire LeBron everywhere. Ain't never going to the it, it, it caught fire everywhere. Yeah, but then LeBron went and played on Saturday on Saturday at MSG against the Knicks. Um, he he bigged up Madison Square Garden, the team. Then on the post game interview, he had the Knicks towel. So that was a story. Oh, LeBron. That was Knicks. wild. I ain't gonna lie. I noticed Knicks that right away after the game. What is he trying to say? Subliminal. Hold on, hold on. What happened? So. He had the towel. You know how you, your team have towels with logos on it? He was doing the post-game interview with the Knicks towel on his shoulder. Over the and I remember show. as soon as I saw it, BC, I was like, that LeBron looks did that? Yeah, LeBron yeah. did that when he did his post-game interview. So that's been a story the last few days as well. It was like, oh, well, why would he do this? Is he trying to send a message to the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, you know, and then there's just people saying, yeah, maybe he will try to go to the Knicks now. They're winning. They squashed the beef with Rich Paul. You know, there's all these little things going on. So, who knows? I don't think he's going to the Knicks. He's going to stay in L.A. But he is a, he could possibly be a free agent this summer. So, that's why all of this chatter is, you know, going on about him possibly not staying with the Lakers. Should they trade him and get something before he leaves? Blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of Does that. it make sense for LeBron to leave L.A., though? No. Like, seriously, it, it seems like, if I'm being honest, I feel like LeBron kind of fooled. Like, he done. It's like, 
Yeah. Yeah. My empires, my empire is built. I'm right where I want to be. My boy is over here at Sierra Cannon. If that is he at Sierra Cannon and the other one, you got Brawny at USC. Mm-hmm. So it just all works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, he got what? He got four rings. Yeah. Yeah. I what mean, MJ got six, right? Yeah. Six. He's full. Like he's full. He's complete. He's. Man, he could stop right now today yeah, and say, I'm not do getting on the else. court tomorrow. He's done. Like, there's nothing else that he needs to accomplish. So, you know, I don't know if this thing about maybe he wants to still play and wait till Bronny gets in the league. I don't see him going to New York. But then again, it's Bron. He could go in there. I mean, the media attention alone would be crazy. That's a whole other bag that he can get. You talk about L.A. and the show business and all his productions and all that stuff. The money he can make in New York as well is crazy. But, B.C., who would you give up for LeBron? Uh, for the Knicks? On the Knicks? Yeah, let's start with Julius. I mean, it would any package for, for LeBron has to start with Julius Randle, first yep. of all. Just playing but you playing style Julius wise and salary wise it would have to he he would have to be in that deal right so yeah we'd start with Julius and then maybe a couple pieces off the bench some draft picks for sure but I'm not giving up a core I'm not giving up like my whole team you can't get rid of Jalen Brunson no that's never happening I'm not giving up my whole team for LeBron first of all you could be a free agent this summer let's start there second of all you're 38 39 years old like I know I'm not not I understand you are LeBron James the name but I'm not giving up the house for you, like you know what I mean. One player, Julius, yeah, maybe you know a couple other bench players, some f- fringe players on the on the bench or whatever. But draft picks. You said some French players. French, French. Oh, oh, but yeah. Speaking of French players, Evan Fournier would have to go in that deal too because of his salary yeah. for matching purposes, right? So. BC boy, that boy no basketball. Boy, BC know his basketball, I'm bro. Just saying, Speaking dog. of friend, yeah, he born in France. How the hell you knew? Man, come on, man. That's his team. It's my yeah. team, man. I'll be following everything. So, all right, we. I hate to say this because you know, obviously LeBron's the goat, but we know that that uh, championship window is most likely closed. Like, if we being real, he's thirty nine, hasn't really looked like a contender the last few years, so. Like, would it shock the world if he requested a trade to a serious contender? I don't think he's doing that because they already came out and said he's not asking for a trade and he wants to be here. He will be here. Actually, that's what they said. So yeah, he's not asking for I don't think that's the case. I mean, okay. the Lakers would have to have balls to just initiate the trade. Be like, you know what, Bron? We're going to just move on. Uh we're going to trade, you know, we don't know. We don't have a commitment from you for summer. So, you know, I I don't know, but I don't think that he's he's asking for a trade. And it wouldn't be crazy. Nah, I think it would be crazy for him to ask for a trade. Like, no. Finish out your season. Yeah, You're I a free agent at the end of the free year. Free agent at the end of the season. So, at that point, you can make whatever. You're, well, a possible free agent because you got option. At that point, you could choose wherever you want to go. So... You know, I would I would just hang out there in L.A. and see what what actually happens with the team. Maybe they make some moves. There's some guys on the trade market that they're talking about that they may trade for. So I'd see. Wait it out, man. I'm not trading the house for LeBron James. Not at this point. 
so one last thing on this LeBron thing, because we have to start looking at the tail end of his career, right? Um, he's 40 in a couple, what? No, a couple months. I think, yeah, he just turned 39 December. So Damn, he's about to, damn, he's 39. That's he's crazy. He's 40 this December. And only a handful of players have actually played past 41, 42. I'm seeing here some gentleman in the 40s by the name of Nat Hickey played one game when he was 45. So that would probably be the record for oldest. But let's say like active playing. Are we giving LeBron maybe to 43? No. No? So like 42? 41? I'm giving, I'm giving LeBron two more seasons. Two more solid seasons. Two more seasons. Do you think he's ever going to be if like that. a bench warmer, maybe? No. Just to stay no, for man. LeBron here? No, man. What are you saying? He be saying so wild stuff. Well, yeah, I like, know, but asking, I'm just thinking bro. like 43-year-old <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. that's been playing hold for on. 30 years. Can you say that again? Like, did you hear what you just said? Can I'm saying it for the sake of Bronny. That's what I want y'all to understand is that I'm not oh, saying okay. that that's what okay. his career should come to. I'm saying that if he wants to play with Bronny, you eventually got to look at the like Kareem Abdul was even, 41. You, you nah. have these guys that just literally fade away in their 40s. Nah, even LeBron at 50% right now, if he's on your team, he's starting. There's no bench warming, nothing. Like LeBron started on that squad. Even with Brody, I don't care who's on your team, bro. Like LeBron, nah, you, and you just got to like, look at, and you got to look at like, you know, history too. MJ, when he was in the same boat in Washington, he wasn't a bench warmer. He still played. <laughs> He's not coming off the bench. That's the right. Thing. Yeah. And you never seen, you ain't see, you ain't see Kobe, you know, sit on the bench. Yeah. No, you, yeah, the no, goats don't transition to the bench. To right. protect himself. If no. let's say it's not looking so good for Bronny this year, you know, especially with what happened to him during the, the preseason, and let's say he needs two years to come out of USC. But LeBron understands if I play 82 games, I might damage my legs, I might do this. Do you see him maybe considering some sort nope. of load management? Nope. If it, when okay, it's so over, it's over. He's going to just run it right into the ground. If Bronny ain't in the league by the time it's over, over. Then yeah, nah. <laughs> He's just gonna have to chalk that Fair one enough. up and just be like, "Look, I I tried to wait on you, son, but my body can't do it no more. <laughs> I can't. Wait, I just son. can't do it. And I'm not about to be on the bench for you. Like, nah. Like, Thank you. That's what I was. That's nah, what I was trying to ask the question. Nah, BC, I, I disagree with you there, BC. I do think that there be some strategy, some type of load management. Braun does a great job of actually load managing while still playing. Right. Right. There was like. You know, they study, like, uh, soccer players. They, I mean, there's GPS tracking on all players in all sports pretty much now. And But Messi was a big one. Like, you, do you know Messi, uh, at one point, you know, he was playing a, a ton, but he really wasn't active like that. Like, he was so efficient in his movement. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was running, like, a couple more miles more than Messi. Mm -hmm. LeBron was the same way. He did the same. They tracked LeBron the same way, and it's like, his movement on the court, like he's really reserving a lot of energy. And so like LeBron, I'm, basically what I'm saying is LeBron is really good at managing himself even when he's still playing. And I do think that this would be legendary and it's something that LeBron is absolutely going to check off his, like check off the list, right? Like I played with my son. Mm -hmm. um, now Bronny has to do his part. 
that's the biggest question. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Braun's going to do everything he can to play at least one season with his son or compete against him. But I know they say they want to play. The, he he said he wants to play with them. But will Bronny even make it? Yeah. That's the question. And then if exactly, will he make it? Will he get drafted? Does he deserve to get drafted high? Will he? He'll get into the league. He'll get. He might be on the G League. He might make a team, and be on the bench. Now you got LeBron in there, <laughs> but who's to say Bron, Bronny's going to be starting? You know what I mean? He still has yeah. a, a way to go too. So do, like, do you think Bronny has it, what it takes to to grow? Into a NBA player, with LeBron as his dad, I think he's gonna have every opportunity to. I mean, the opportunity that's given to him, but I don't know if he's going to be that star or even any level of what his dad is. I right now, my my eye, and I'm not. I haven't been watching a lot of tape or highlights on, on Bronny like that, uh, but from what I've seen, my eye tells me no. Mm. I would say I have more hype. Or um, belief that Bryce can. Bryce now, on the other hand, I agree with you, Rule. Yeah. My eye tells me that boy is going to be nice. Yeah, Bryce. He's, he's going to be. got the height. He's going to be. Yeah, Bryce is going to be nice. I think Bryce is the one. Like, we all looking at Bronny, and that's cool because he does have game. He's older, too. That's why we're looking at him. But my initial instinct, uh, gut tells me, yeah, that Bryce is going to be the one. You know what it is? It's like Bryce is going to be like the ball brother. I forget his first name, but the ball brother on Charlotte. And Bronny's going to be... LaMelo. LaMelo. It's kind of like that. Like we see... Uh, sorry. Or LiAngelo. No, no, no. Not the one that didn't go in the league. What's oh. the ball brothers? Let Lonzo and LaMelo. Yeah, so La- Lonzo's going to be more of a Bronny. And LiAngelo, I think... Oh, sorry. Uh, you just said his name. LaMelo, LaMelo. Mm-hmm. is more like where Bryce is going to be. I think that's the trajectory. I mean, granted, we know that LeBron just want to play with his sons, but I don't think there's going to be a day where he could play with Bryce. Let's be honest. You know? Yeah. So, Nah, for sure. I think that, uh, Bryce, is, Bryce is the one to look out for right now, for sure. All right, guys, before we wrap up, let's go through one more we have here. Maybe the biggest offseason story comes out of Chicago where Justin Fields um, and his time in Chicago could be coming to an end. Despite another very strong finish to the season, Adam Schefter is reporting the belief is that the Bears will draft Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick and trade Fields. So, Brandon, if you're a player on the Bears, are you on Team Williams or Team Fields? I'm on team both. You know, both of these gentlemen, to me, are uh, phenomenal. They worked their ass off to get to this place. And, you know, I I said this already before. This was probably like a month back. I can – this could be a win-win. If I'm Justin Fields, it's like, all right, cool. I don't want to stay in Chicago. No way. How y'all have handled me over the last year and a half. Um, how y'all pushed back on me when I was being honest in my press conference. Um, and then it also the the weather. You're a quarterback, right? And now he has a type of game that fits well in Chicago, but now you put him in Atlanta, in the Dome, right, in a weak division. Now we can see the Justin Fields that we thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm high on this kid. I admire this kid, like – think he has game it's just the mindset like sometimes i look in his eyes it's like do you believe you know and i told you guys when we did our tour and we stopped in chicago 
We went to dinner and we broke bread with him. And it was like, I felt like he was right on that edge of like being a, having enough, you know, F you mindset that it takes to get through this phase of his career. Right. There's a lot of pressure on this kid. There's a lot of eyeballs on this kid. There's a lot of conversation. He's one of the biggest stories all year. We always talk about Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. So I think this is a win-win um, for uh, – if I'm the Chicago Bears, I take Caleb Williams. You, you got to, right? Because if, if, if it doesn't work out with Justin and then you see uh, Caleb go be successful in any other organization, now you're done. Right, like, what's the like? There really isn't no. There really isn't a loss here for the Chicago Bears because if you draft Caleb Williams, like the benchmark, and the floor is Justin Fields' production, and his productivity hasn't been through the roof since they drafted him. Mm-hmm. So if he gave you anything above that, you win. Absolutely. So Justin Fields wins if he goes to the right situation, and the Chicago Bears win. Uh, by bringing in Caleb Williams, if this can work, because he doesn't want to be a there. Disgruntled and Caleb Ke- Williams, that might not right, be. right, <laughs> right. And Are all you- he has to do is just be better than Justin Fields' productivity, and that can happen. And it has nothing, to, and I have nothing to do with if Justin Fields was good or not. I know you keep mentioning Atlanta, and we got to wrap up soon here. But is Atlanta the only team that can't afford to miss out on getting Fields? No, I think you have uh, – I mean, any team that needs a quarterback right now, you definitely look at this. You have them on the board. Every team right now has a board. And in that board, they have uh, guys that you could potentially go after, acquire and through, via trade. There's the draft. And then there's free agency. And so now you just rank guys. And you have different scenarios. Depending on how things play out in the draft or free agency, you go to plan A, plan B, plan C. I think everybody has Justin Fields on the board, right? Because you don't know what Chicago's what, what is really going to get for them, so they have him on the board. But it's just the question is where, right? Commanders, uh, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, right? Those are the teams that we're all talking about, right? Like, where would Justin fit? Justin Fields fit within their plan, and where is he at on their board? I think Atlanta's a great fit, personally speaking. It, I do too. You know, Georgia kid, right outside of Atlanta. Mm. Um, him and Bijan. You know, him and Bijan, young, fiery, flashy. I like it. Yeah. Has potential to be like uh, the early Rams. What do they call them again? Greatest show on no, turf? No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. Nah, no, they don't. BC. 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 man. Pump the brakes, bro. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. We got to get out of here anyway. BC. Fire, Biggs. Yeah, man. I got too far. Bro, Isaac Bruce. They had Tory Holt. That's what I said with a couple good trades. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Bijan Robinson. Like... And uh, uh, Mike Martz. (laughs) What are we talking about? Y'all forgive me out there in the sports world. It wasn't a great day for me. (laughs) Head tops, we out. out. Are we out right now? Yeah, we out. Paper out. BC in the booth. B. Marshall in Vegas. Super Bowl week. Yeah. Andrew Wu, who hit top of your boys. Hey, <laughs> no, yo, way. I'm see y'all tomorrow. Yo. Now I'm saying that's what he said. Oh. That's what he said.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.